Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Welcome, Rare Brains, to On the Edge. I am here in La Jolla at Trilogy Serenity. This is a cool place. I told you that I was going to be interviewing an amazing breakout children's author. This is Julie Deanne. She just did an incredible reading up in Encinitas, and we are here, sitting here, vibing. I told you, brains, when my brains come to San Diego, I want to meet, greet, talk to you, and feel you. Tell us a little bit about you and this amazing book that you just released. Hi, everybody. I'm Julie Deanne, and this is my new co-pilot here, representing Which Would You Choose? This is a wonderful children's book, and it teaches kids the power they have to choose better thoughts to create better results in their lives. And that's what we need to do is empower our kids to know that they have the choice. They can do it. That's right, without medicating them, without shaming them, without bullying them, to know that mindfulness, meditation, taking a deep breath is a lifelong skill and gift. So we are going to sit here and enjoy the sunset in La Jolla, look forward to our upcoming interview, and uh, continue to stay close to the edge, brains. Have a good day. Glad you had a safe trip back. You had a good time in San Diego? It was awesome. I can't wait to go back. <laughs> no. So you went on another uh, book tour. Where did you go? Well, I am from originally Madison, Alabama, Huntsville, Madison. They kind of flow together. And so I had, I was visiting family there. So my parents, grandparents, sister. So yeah, I just contacted them. The Barnes and Noble that's there in Huntsville is closest to my folks and had reached out, you know, about eight weeks prior to the trip. And they were like, sure. It turned out it was phenomenal. I actually was set up in the front of the store. I was there for only two hours, but sold twice as many books. I was in San Diego for four hours and sold, you know, about half as many. But but the difference was I didn't get to do any book readings in Huntsville. The clientele just wasn't, you know, they're just not used to that, I guess. And um, so I didn't get that experience, which I really enjoyed. I got to talk with the people in San Diego more. But it was a lot of fun in Huntsville because I met a whole ton of people and got, you know, different emails and, and connections. I could reach back out. So it was great. So Plus, they, my they, family got to enjoy it. And they were pretty receptive to the concept. Oh, very. Yes. Good, 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 good. So I'm um, to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Look at that. We are all over the place. I am with my girl, Julie Deanne. She is a children's book author extraordinaire. Which would you choose? This is her award-winning book. She has been on this book tour that has been unbelievable brain. She came here to San Diego. She turned me on to somewhere that I had never been. It was the trilogy, uh, what is it? Trilogy Serenity? Sanctuary, yes. Sanctuary. Trilogy Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Rooftop, restaurant, yoga bar, just a whole vibe. So we got time to connect and I love to do that with my brains. When they come into town, I like to show off San Diego and I want to connect with you. But she is not only connecting with me, she's connecting with the little brains. Okay, the little bitty brains. Giving them options and choices. And what we talked about really, you know, do, during our time together was about mindfulness and meditation and patience and resilience for little people. If we instill that 
at an early age, that will carry forth through their entire life. Also, what parents might use as alternative means to deal with children that have anxiety or ADHD or, you know, they they just act out or the ones that are kind of subdued, that are quiet, that are reserved. How do you engage that? How do you open up those windows of opportunity? So we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Welcome to On the Edge, Julie Deanne. Thank you so much, April. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to have you again. We have such a good time. I can't wait for you to come back. Celebrate how you show up in the world and how you got into the space of writing books for children. Ah, this is a story that is something I never thought would happen. When I was a kid, I thought I wanted to be a writer and didn't happen. And fast forward, now here I am 47. I've just self-published my first book for kids. And it all happened, honestly, it was inspired through meditation back during COVID when I started meditating every day. And when I started meditating every day, and just after a couple of weeks, I thought, wow, how come I never learned this as a kid? What, what serenity and calm and just self-confidence I would have had in just making daily decisions. I would have felt more connected, more self-confident. And I thought, this is something that kids need to learn at an early age, because even like for my daughter, it helped her during that period as well, um, connect to her intercom. If kids learn it at an early age, then even if they stop doing it for a while, at least when they're an adult, they might think back to that and go back to that when they're in that place of anxiety or self-doubt or just feeling kind of low. Well, you know, and I get it. I totally get it because during COVID, that was a deep time of self-reflection. People, yes. were, that was a perfect pause. People were supposed to slow down, see if that is um, an alignment and the synchronicity, what their values are, connecting with family because you couldn't go nowhere. You couldn't be with nobody else. Exactly. <laughs> being right, but being spiritual. But you know, the word meditation has a certain era. I don't want to say stigma because I love it. But a certain air, a certain vibe around it. Some people think it's hoo-hoo. People don't understand meditation is also another uh, word for deep prayer, deep thought, or just being silent mm -hmm. and being quiet. How do you encourage parents to incorporate this in their children's life as a daily practice? Well, I love that you bring that up because the word meditation actually means to become familiar with. That is the actual definition of the word. That's per Joe Dispenza, and you can, you can look that up as well. So what are we becoming familiar with exactly? We're becoming familiar with ourselves, with our own inner thoughts and feelings and how this forms a feedback loop. And so the way that I like to see it, and I encourage parents and teachers to use it, is what I call a time within. And I discussed this in a, in a TEDx talk so that I could actually bring out into the world this concept that it's whether you believe in prayer or meditation or, or neither, simply focusing on your breathing and taking the time to get into disconnect from the outside world and just reconnect to your inner calm inside your heart center. And then just observe those thoughts, right? 
when we focus on the breathing and we do this deep, slow breathing, it actually is a signal from the body to the brain that we're safe and that all is well. So, so we reduce that stress response. It takes us out of the fight or flight, that parasympathetic nervous system or that sympathetic nervous system. And then it takes us back into the calm system where we can actually observe our thoughts, where we're thinking more clearly. And then we can decide, maybe I don't want to think that way anymore. Maybe I don't want to feel scared. Maybe it's time that I choose to be happy. Maybe it's time that I choose what I want for my future instead of pushing against the past or, or acting out of fear. Let's start choosing and creating the kind of life that we want. And we start that with a thought because everything starts with a thought. And so that's, that's the way that I like to look at it is you're just focusing on deep breathing. You're calming your body. And then you're focusing on something that brings you pure love and joy and light. So that can be a happy memory or it can be just a feeling of being loved. And then from that place of feeling connected and loved, you start choosing positive thoughts that you want to program because anything you repeat becomes a belief. Exactly. And when you add feeling becomes, to it, it amplifies it. It becomes a habit. And so that's yes. what you also mean by being an illumination coach. So yes. you're bringing it to light. You're allowing it to shine. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about the writing process. What was the concept and how did you pick a sloth of all things? <laughs> That's a funny story. Well, I'll start with the writing. So it was inspired while I was meditating. I wanted something that would help kids understand this, um, the feedback loop. You know, when you have a thought, it produces a feeling and then you label that feeling, it becomes an emotion. And that emotion is literally energy in motion, E plus motion, right? And that energy prompts you to take an action. And when you take an action, you produce results. So if you understand that by changing your thoughts, you're going to get different actions. That's how you change your life. That's how you create your life. And I thought, well, I've never seen a book out there that actually kind of walks you through the process. You could also refer to this as like future pacing. You know, when you think of if I do X, what will happen versus if I do Y, what will happen? So that's how I designed the book. I take scenarios, relatively common scenarios that any child, any person would have experienced in, in their childhood, uh, such as being afraid to speak up in class or um, being afraid to try a new sport or just go and do something new. And then there are two columns. There's one positive and one negative thoughts. And at the end, you see that, you know, you're going to be the same. It's just do you want to take the hard route or do you want to take the more fun route? And it's up to you. You get to choose and you can change that at any given moment. And throughout all of these, um, the scenarios and the, each column, I've infused it with the brave thinking principles because I am certified as a life transformation coach through the Brave Thinking Institute. So it, it's really powerful. And I've had a lot of adults tell me it helped them and they wish they had had it when they were younger. So I got my daughter to also read through each scenario and give feedback, even some of her friends. So it was a lot of fun. And we picked names that would be kind of unisex so that it would have the widest appeal to the widest audience, crossing all barriers, genders, races, religions, all that stuff. So that was no, kind of I, the my idea. My favorite one I think is the music in me. This right here brings, yes. uh, when Lynn, the sloth, <laughs> tries to learn, uh, you know, an, uh, an instrument. 
And what does that mean? It's incorporating new things. It's incorporating different ideas, um, passion, insight, but taking a chance, being a risk taker. And that's important to instill in your children too, is that you, you know, you want to tread lightly, but you don't want to be, I see some kids, oh, I'm scared, or I won't eat this, or I won't do this, you know, and they're jittering. Fear is something that's taught. It's not instilled in us. So if you allow them to open that gateway, it could be a flood of opportunities that will come their way. Let's talk about the illustration. How'd you find the illustrator? <laughs> that was that was a process. And I'll tell you, once I had the book written, that was, it took a while, but that was, quote, the easy part because it was just being kind of inspired to me and, and I was going through it. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I'd never published anything. I didn't know anybody who'd ever published a book. So what do I do next? And through lots of searching around and, and different coaches and talking to people, I finally came upon a website where I, I put out bids for illustrators and then found a formatter. So my illustrator is actually in South Africa and she's phenomenal, uh, Tamara Bluell. And what I did was I used, I again, I talked to my daughter and I said, what should we use as the character? Because I was trying to use like an image of a child that would be androgynous. And how difficult is that, right? Especially for an illustrator to try to design a kid that looks like they could be male, female, any race, religion, it's, it's like impossible. So I said, well, let's just go with an animal character. And my daughter has a favorite sloth, a favorite baby harp seal, a favorite llama, <laughs> and a favorite monkey. And I was like, which one do we choose? And we went with the sloth because sloths teach us to be happy in the present, right? To take slow, to slow down, to be in the moment, to really savor, you know, when they're eating that food. <laughs> I mean, everything they do is slow and meticulous, right? And I thought that that was a really good example. Plus they're cute and kids just seem to love sloths. Mm. So I took a picture of my daughter's sloth, which... She has several, but the big one, Biggie, if you could stand it up, it's almost three feet tall. Oh, wow. So I took a picture. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. And I sent it to the illustrator. I said, could you design a character that kind of resembles this sloth? And this is what she came up with. And I adore it. And everybody seems to love the character she came up with. So, Well, you have been Very having cool. a huge success um, with the sale of your book, the and you're in Barnes & Noble. Bravo. Yes. Thank a lot you. of people don't get into the big box stores, you know, the Walmarts and all that kind of stuff. And grandparents, I'm speaking to you, they love to buy books for their grandkids. They buy books all the time. So yes. what has been your experience on your tour, on your book tour? What have oh. uh, some of the things that you've engaged in? And you've been able to do some readings as well, correct? Oh, yes. So San Diego, the Barnes & Noble in Encinitas was my very first book signing and book reading and, and the first event of my book tour. So I was thrilled and so happy and grateful to uh, PR from the heart, John Massilionis, and for you for meeting me afterwards and for everybody that came out. It was a lot of fun because I got to read the book for the first time in front of kids who had never heard of it before. And the reception was just, oh my gosh, it just melted my heart. They loved it. They, they wanted, I would read one scenario and then they would say, yeah, let's read another one. Or we would talk about it and they'd say, oh, we definitely would do the positive. And their parents would engage with them and they would remind them of a time when, yes, something similar happened to them. 
And that's exactly the purpose of the book, to spark discussion, to get kids thinking. There's infinite number of possibilities and ways you can look at a situation. And yeah, there's always a way to turn it to make it more empowering and more positive for you. And it is that was make it fun. fun. Well, I can see this yeah. going a lot of different directions. I can see this book going as an app. You know, mm -hmm. just imagine how wonderful that could be, where it could be interactive instead of all of this oh, yeah. mindless negativity, all these crazy video games shooting up, killing oh, yes. everybody. This would be a way to engage your kids when they're sitting in the shopping cart. You see those kids in the shopping cart oh. and their parents have their phone right in front of them. They're trying to entertain them, but entertain them with something that is going to be stimulating to the brain okay. and not numbing. So I could see right. it being that. It could be a great cartoon. Oh, yes. Do they that would be cartoons awesome. anymore? Oh, <laughs> I think they do. But I've seen a lot of rehashing of old cartoons. Right. Like they re they rebrand or they change the characters and make them younger, but it's the same thing. <laughs> Could you see this also being a series? Could you pick up off oh. of this and, and continue on? There's so many life yes. lessons that could be learned through this. In fact, I'm glad you brought that up because I already have plans for a book two, and I already have a, uh, an idea of a way to enhance it, to make it even more powerful, to teach kids where and how you can literally flip that switch. If you are in a downward spiral, what you can do to flip the switch and start thinking more positively instantly. And would you like to know that secret? Yes. Give us an exclusive. Yes. It is gratitude. And I'm not kidding. This is scientifically proven. It is the one thing that we know. If you start being thankful, just saying, I'm thankful for the sun. I'm thankful that I'm alive. I'm thankful. You start saying that, you start writing it down even more powerfully. And no kidding, in any slump that you're in, you will start to feel better. And when you feel better, you know, you start making better choices and better decisions. So Absolutely. that's the switch, but, but designing the book around that. So I'm going to have an emphasis on expressing gratitude and, you know, showing manners as an expression of gratitude as well, but that will be infused in the second book. And the other, the other cool thing is I invite all the children to go to my website and send me, there's a little, uh, there's a button on the website where it can say, be a part of Julie's next book. And you could send me your idea for a scenario. Mm -hmm. And if I decide to put your scenario in the book, then I'll attribute it to you, courtesy of, you know, my readers, uh -huh. whatever name you like. So that would be awesome. You could be in the book. You could be, and it'd be a great interactive workbook. I know that was yes. my, uh, my children's book. And it was a big, oh. big Rico the Seagull, making the best out of a mess. And it was an so anti-bullying love story. I didn't realize how impactful it was going to be. But in the back, I made it a workbook where I had a glossary of terms and I had places for them to, you know, draw and make their own interpretation of the story. Uh, there was also a word search. So those things engage and stimulate, but also reinforce. Yes, you know? that's very true. And, and I definitely have plans to create a workbook. I think ideally I would love for this book to be used in schools everywhere because wow. i think it is a perfect teacher's guide educator's guide i mean it's great for parents too but educators could use this they could incorporate it into their lesson plans 
I mean, I've got a scenario on bullying. I've got a scenario on, um, well, the music one, um, trying different things, uh, new foods, you know, food choices. I mean, there's all kind of, there's 12 scenarios in this one. The next book will have at least 12 and I've already written half of them. So I'm just looking for some more inspirations too. Well, inspiration is what you will find here on the edge. Let's ask you some fun questions. One of my favorites, if you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be, Julie, and why? Oh my goodness. The first thing that came to I don't know why, was my Vitamix. <laughs> a lot of people want to be a Vitamix. They want to be a juicer. Because you have many purposes. You're you know. Right. But but it's it's primarily to me, it symbolizes a healthy, uh, quick yet nutritious way of getting in all the nutrients and ingredients because I use that thing all the time. I, I blend up all these vegetables. I'm a wild fit, um, a wild fit coaching training and a well fit person and and it's about eating healthy plus it can be quiet it has different speeds it can go slow and controlled it can create so many soups anything it can create hot stuff cold stuff so it's very versatile and it knows how to slow down versus speed up so i like that <laughs> easy to clean but it's not cheap brains but it's an investment too it's an investment yes. you can make ice cream i absolutely i used to be a brand ambassador and I, and the lady right next to me, that was the product that she demonstrated was our Vitamix, which is wonderful. Nice. If you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Oh, wow. Well, I've never had a favorite flower, although I love purple, but today I'm feeling like hibiscus mm. because, not just because they're the favorite food of sloths, for those of you who are sloth fans, you know this, <laughs> my daughter taught me this. But because my hibiscus that I just planted out front four years ago, for the first time ever yesterday, it bloomed. It has not bloomed in four years. I don't know why, wow. but it was the most beautiful, big red blossom and it has bunches of buds on it. So I'm just, every morning I go out and there's a new beautiful blossom and, and they I just smell love it. so good. Oh, yes. They yes. So and they're good. just, yeah. And they're beautiful. Well, that's wonderful. If you were uh, a car, what kind of car would you be? A red convertible. Anything. Right, because it's hot and quick and slick. And the top down so you can see the sky and the sun and the moon and stars at night and feel the wind in your hair and smell all the smells. That's what I like. That is cool. So you're also a pretty healthy eater because, you know, this place that we went to, Brains, was vegan. Oh, and uh, we both have vegan tacos, and that was an experience. I cheated though. I'm sorry. When I got, I had eaten one there. I did really good, but when I came home, I had to dab mine with sour cream, and that just took it over the top. <laughs> I'm glad I did that in private. I'm glad I did that in private. But you know, feeding the body is feeding the mind and feeding the soul. Have you always been very health conscious with your diet and have you incorporated that, you know, into your daughter's eating habits? Because it's hard to get kids to try new things. Well, you're right about that, especially with the way society and I would unfortunately say most schools and public school systems are. It's like every holiday, people just want to shove candy and sweets at them. And it's very frustrating. Um, I have, uh, I would say in the past, I thought I was being healthy. I've always tried to eat healthy, but as you know, 
what marketing and what society teaches us is healthy, like the whole food pyramid. It's not. That food pyramid was bought and paid for. You can look that up, uh, research on that. But basically, I once I discovered WildFit, um, I realized that the way that my body has always wanted to eat, which is a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, and I do eat meat. I enjoy meat. Those are the things that, you know, as humans, we were designed to eat. That's what we, for centuries, you know, for millennia have been eating. Um, all the rest of it is, and especially sugar is so dangerous for you. And there's so much research out there about how sugar is the cause of a lot of illness, but practically oh, any yeah. illness you can trace back to, I mean, COVID, for instance, and cancer, what is it like sugar? That's what the viruses go for. So just cutting out sugar and then, you know, a lot of other things, but well, what is life without you know, sugar? <laughs> well, it's not it to say that on... I don't like honey. Right. And I, I definitely honey's good, and um, some of the more natural fruit sugars. And I, tried like that. That, I, I tried that. I tried that agave, and oh, I yeah. really did. Yeah, and it it can get your brains. You got to watch that. You got to use that in small doses. You can't do that a sure. lot. But sure. um, it is inflammation and disease. You've yes. mentioned this a couple times. Wild Fit, share with yes. us what is Wild Fit. Ah, well, Wild Fit was created by Eric Edmeads. And if you look up WildFit, you'll find there's website, there's all kinds of stuff out there, but it's basically learning. It's, it's a lifestyle change and it is learning how to eat for your body type that is the healthiest for you and, and learning the real truth about food, about what is truly healthy for the human diet versus what really isn't food at all, which is what we call non-functional foods. Um, but the stuff that, that people market because they can make money and because it's addictive, right? Like sugar is eight times more addictive than cocaine. I mean, that says a lot right there. And if you look at labels on the shelves, sugar is in almost everything. I mean, stuff that it shouldn't be in like a hot sauce or, right. well, look, it's. Well, they use that also for preservatives and it used to be, but you know, food labeling and all that is trickery altogether anyway, because it is, it. Uh, you know, is it really fat free? Is it really sugar free? Mm -hmm. Is it really gluten free? Is it really organic? We don't know. Those are the buzzwords and they'll slap that on there to sell, you know, all this kind of stuff. So my suggestion, I'm not knocking, you know, fast foods, restaurants, all that, but I limit those. I do the 80, 20, you know, 80% yeah. home, 20% out, you know, when I'm out, I was in a bad habit when I get in the car for some reason, psychologically, I would feel that I have to go get something to eat because I'm always meeting somebody at a restaurant or whatever. So now I've changed my mindset because I've been reading a great book called uh, uh, Atomic Habits. Oh, yes. So now what I do is I'll tell a person, hey, let's grab a couple bottles of water and go walk the beach. Let's, you know, let's meet for something else, something sweet, you know, maybe ice cream or maybe I'll bring something. But you don't yeah. always have to be uh, at a restaurant chomping, chomping down all of these things. It's expensive. It hits your bottom mm -hmm. line and it hits the bottom of your belly. Are you an avid person that do you work out to reduce stress? Do you like to walk? What do you do for exercise? I have always exercised and worked out. And that just stems from my childhood. Just always, um, I was actually born with a heart defect. So it was kind of ingrained in me that I need to always be healthy just to keep my heart healthy. 
So, but I just love working out. So I do run a couple of days a week, but I love walking. I love, you know, especially walking the beach. Of course, I don't live near the beach now, but um, just taking walks in nature around the neighborhood. Um, but I also will do like anaerobic workouts, weight workouts, at least a couple of times a week. You know, I have some different things that I do. I actually, it's funny. I actually work out less now, but I have more powerful effective workouts mm -hmm. and so i'm actually stronger and healthier and i weigh less than i've ever weighed in my adult life wow so it's yeah well that's it's, it's really good yeah so julianne in closing what do you want your legacy to be i would love it my mission is to get meditation in school so i would love it if the entire world would embrace this, you know, what I call a time within it's basically meditation, just deep breathing and, and observing your thoughts and all and positive self-talk. If that became the norm and whether they attribute it to me or not, but just knowing that I had a piece in really pushing that out there and that every child would be able to know that, you know, I do have everything I need within and that I can figure this out. I can live a successful life if I just, you know, take the time to breathe and really ask myself, what is it I would truly love and start making the positive steps in that direction? Because each one of us is capable of that. Well, and it only starts with one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. Absolutely. Please tell my brains how they can get a copy of which would you choose awesome. and how they can get in contact with you. Yes. Well, this book is now available on Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble. It's also available at any major retailer or bookseller. So Walmart, Target, all those places, you just have to go on their website and look for it or ask them to order it. Uh, you can also go to my website. It's juliedanauthor.com. So that's Julie, J-U-L-I-E-D-A-N-N author.com. And I have the links to Amazon on there to order the book as well as um, 10x talk and anything else and uh, life coaching if you're interested in the transformational um, dream builder coaching which is a lot of fun and oh, oh on instagram i'm julie underscore dan that's d-a-n-n -N underscore so there's no apostrophe there well, I'm so excited. I'm going to put all the information. We're going to run the promotion. We're going to run our video again. Thank you so much, Julie Deanne, for being here on the edge with me and my brains. I value you. I look forward to seeing you and I wish you much success. Okay. Thank you so much, April. I've loved it every minute and you are a blessing. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you for on the edge. Thank you so much. Be good brains. Oh, love, like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> love yes. like, share and subscribe all right talk to you soon okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.